You are listening to I Hate Average Podcast featuring Jay from the Bronx. What's going on, people? I Hate Average Podcast is Jay. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Another week, another episode. So excited to talk to you guys again. Thank you guys for sticking with me. Last week was a lot of fun. We had Amanda from Great Beer Adventure Podcast. She has a lot of cool content. We talked about finding cool breweries, different flavors of beer. What got her started with discovering beers. That was fun. Got some cool insight. And definitely got some places that I got to check out in the New York City area. Definitely check out Great Beer Adventure and all of her content. Thank you, Amanda, for being on the show last week. It was a lot of fun. This week, another great guest, another special guest. This time we got Josh from Our Americana Podcast. This one, I kind of didn't want to end. I had so many questions I wanted to ask him, but I didn't want to take up all his time. But it was a lot of fun, a lot of cool insights, a lot of cool perspective. Our Americana is a podcast where... uh, they travel the country in an RV and they, they speak with different people and, and have different perspectives about America from the location that they're at. They even had a show about the Bronx and City Island and it was a, a different twist on a different uh, part of the city that people don't usually talk about unless they're going in just to eat. But it's people who live in that area who have their own perspective on City Island. And um, definitely... Our Americana is a very, very cool podcast. Josh, we had a cool conversation about America and politics. You know, being that he's, he traveled to those states where, you know, he basically traveled to red states. <laughs> and, you know, he's a very liberal, liberal, lib, liberal. I don't know why I'm tongue tied today. He's a very liberal person and he was in a in red states traveling and talking to people and interviewing people and he you know he gained an understanding on, on how uh, people thought in that region and uh, I got to pick his brain about it it was a lot of fun uh, we talked about Trump of course and uh, other things definitely check out my interview with Josh and afterwards check out his content a lot of interesting things a lot of cool perspectives so here's my interview with josh from our americana all right everyone this is jay from i hate average podcast i have here josh he's from the our americana podcast how you doing josh pretty good how about yourself jay i'm good i'm good i'm glad i got you on I heard a couple of your episodes, and uh, it's, it seems pretty cool. Um, so what got you started with, with, with the, the podcast? What made you decide to make it like a uh, mini documentaries with each episode? Well, it um, you know it's weird. About a year and a half ago, I was living in Seattle, and uh, my partner and I, uh, well, my partner, not I, <laughs> was kind of... <laughs> was sick of being there and really wanted to get out and I didn't and so the compromise that was that we would uh buy a van and take a road trip around America for six months oh wow so yeah yeah so we did that and um I don't you know I've always lived in big cities or suburbs of big cities uh particularly on the coasts 
And so I had um, kind of a um, narrow perspective on what middle America and small town America was like. And the trip really opened up my eyes and I wanted to kind of explore that a little further. So when we ultimately landed in New York, I decided that um, even though we were done physically with the trip, I wasn't quite done exploring America. So I wanted to get to know some of the small towns that we saw on the trip and some others that I'd heard about and kind of explore the culture in those towns and what what cultivates community. Because I, um, you know, even in cities, I think I'm really um, curious about, you know, what drives a community and how community comes together. And, uh, so I found a lot of that in these small towns. They had these interesting stories that really were, uh, the core of, of the community in those towns. And so I wanted to explore that too. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Uh, that's definitely interesting. Um, that whole concept, cause me, of course, I'm born and raised in New York city. So I have a city outlook on things, but uh, I've been, you know, even going upstate New York or going to the south, you you kind of see how New York is kind of an anomaly. That's not like real America. That's not the real world. Like outside of New York, the rural areas, the trees, the 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 cabins, the trailers. That's the really America. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's crazy because, um, you know, I felt the same way. I grew up in San Francisco and even, you know, you drive two hours out of San Francisco and you're still in the suburbs. So I didn't I didn't really like my version of America was very different than most people's versions of America uh, where you're right. Like it's trees and quiet and you can see the stars and people know each other and talk to each other out on the streets. And and that was really cool. And I also had this idea that, you know, once we left Washington State, we were going to be like gay bashed and, you know, people are going to like set the van on fire. Um, and that was not the case. Uh, you know, people were really cool, really accepting. Um, and that I think was really nice for me because we were traveling just at the beginning of the election cycle. Uh, so oh, there was wow. a lot of, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of like scary shit in the news. <laughs> and um, so, you know, not experiencing that out on the road was, um, was really heartening. It was nice. Yeah. So while you was traveling, did you kind of coincide with any of, on either side, did you coincide with any of the, uh, the rallies or any of your travels coincide with the rallies or, you kind of stay far away from that. No. So fortunately, we were traveling during the primary season. Um, okay. But what was interesting is we, you know, I'm really into politics. And I think especially this um, election cycle. Yeah. <laughs> I think this, everybody got sucked into it. Yeah. The stakes, I think, were higher than what we used to. <laughs> <laughs> and it just so happened that every time there was a debate, we just happened to be in a swing state. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and I really wanted to watch all of them. So it was really interesting to be, you know, in an RV park in the rec room in like Ohio or Virginia or uh, Pennsylvania, like watching the debate with all these other RV folk who, you know, generally are older. And I, I my perception was Midwesterners. Yeah. So it's really kind of cool to talk to those people about politics while politics were happening in front of us. Yeah. So were you surprised by some of uh, the ideas about the election or were they like very ultra conservative like you expected or did you gain any perspective? I did. Um, you know, I, I think especially, um, you know, and I'm sure you can relate to this as 
as a quote unquote minority, um, you are kind of afraid of, of conservatives. Um, you know, they don't really paint a welcoming open picture. And like I said, I was really, that was the thing I was afraid of most going on the road. It wasn't, you know, theft or getting lost. It was dealing with conservatives. And, and so I, (laughs) um, I was really happy to see that, you know, while we didn't agree politically, everyone was, uh, totally kind to my face. And I think we all were able to find common ground. Um, and you know, common ground the thing about it is it requires compromise on on both ends of course and so you know i i tried not to be dogmatic and even though i tend to think that my views are um are smarter than other people's views i i tried my best to hide that and understand that you know we just come from different generations and different places and and i think i think when you go in to those conversations with that kind of attitude it's easier for you to come out feeling better about the person and their points of view that's true so you, you didn't uh get any in any shouting matches in the middle of uh oregon or anything like that <laughs> no not over politics anyway okay. we, <laughs> we did have a, a run-in with two older ladies that escalated to um oh, flipping wow. each other off and cussing at each other but <laughs> that wasn't that was over a parking space so. uh. <laughs> Uh, so first, I, you know, I, I wanted to get you on and I was looking at your, your show and you got you won me right away because you did an episode specifically on City Island in the Bronx. And, you know, I'm from the Bronx, I'm from New York, and I just never, you know, looked that deep in the City Island. It's, you know, some places where it's a place where a lot of us go just to get seafood and we just in and out of there. We don't really think about the people who live in that, that small town. So how was that experience? You know, it was really cool. So I, I didn't want to move to New York. Um, and we got here after this trip of like exploring America and kind of falling in love with all these small towns. And I was really overwhelmed. Um, you know, like I love New York now and I'm from big city. So I was accustomed to a lot of the, the big city things that happened here in New York, but I wasn't quite ready to be living amongst them again, you know, like, <laughs> like sitting in your living room and hearing people screaming at each other on the street and hearing horns all the time and just garbage everywhere. And it was just so overwhelming. And, <laughs> and then I found out that like in New York city, there is this small Island that has this small town that feels like it's in the middle of nowhere and I, I couldn't believe it. So I, I drove out there one day and was like, Oh my God, this feels so far away. Like you can see, yeah, it is, the, it is. <laughs> you can see the New York skyline, but then it's just like really quiet and people know each other and there's kids running around and it's just such a bizarre place just because of the juxtaposition of the city, which is right across the river from you. <laughs> and there's boats there. It's, it's very weird, but you know, Actually, I never. I don't know anyone who actually lives there, and the fact that you got people that live there to to be on your show. How did how did you just knock on people's doors? How, how did that come about? Well, what I've found, particularly, um, you know, coming from New York now, I think uh, people who live in small towns and who choose to live in small towns uh, feel very passionately about those small towns. And so it's really easy to get people to talk about the places that they live because they love them so much. And yeah, I just, I kind of just started Googling and looking for interesting people in city Island and, you know, everyone wanted to talk and everyone, you know, actually I would say usually my interviews last like 30 to 45 minutes and 
and those people were talking my ear off for probably one to one and a half hours. So there's a lot of pa- there's a lot of passion out there on the island. Okay, definitely. So, all right, since you is traveling, where's the best? Where did you get like the best food or the best service or like the best restaurants? Or where would you say in America from your travels? Oh gosh, that's a tough one. I have like favorite types like my the the best barbecue we had was in Birmingham Alabama oh wow okay and then the best Bloody Mary I had was in Denver Um, that's very and then I don't I think we you know we spent about a week and a half in Key West for my birthday and I think that's where we ate the best because we were spending more money than we were used to spending Uh, but yeah I mean I I think like for the most part, everywhere we went had not only good food, but, um, you know, you do realize that there is local cuisine. Like in New Mexico, they have these these green chilies that they're really proud of, and you can't get them anywhere except for in New Mexico. And so every dish is cooked with them. And, um, you know, that was really cool. And then in northern Michigan, um, you know, they have like terrible produce. So it's a lot of nightshades and stuff that grows underground. So you really are experiencing like different cuisines within America. And I think people um, often forget that because America is so big, there are different climates and different types of food. Yeah. So within your travels, you said that you was kind of was afraid of, of running into conservatives. So have you, with, you know, speaking to more people and having a different perspective, did you kind of, you know, change your views on things or were you able to stay consistent? Were you reassured in your views or have your views swayed because of meeting these people and having conversations? You know, my views have not changed, but I have gained a lot more empathy for other people's views. Um, I think before the trip, I was, I I was like, you're with me or you're against me. Uh, (laughs) And I think, you know, honestly, I think that's how, how we've been trained to behave by politicians and media and whatever. But I, I learned that that's not necessarily the case. And just because someone is anti-gay doesn't mean that we can't get along or that they're anti-me. And it doesn't mean that I have to hate them or think that they're stupid. You know, um, yeah. like I said earlier, like I, I, we it's different generations. It's different religions. It's just different growing up in different areas with different circumstances and if we can't empathize to that then uh we're as big a problem as the the people who um you know don't agree with us or don't agree with our quote-unquote lifestyles sure so being that you you was out there you was traveling you was meeting different people were you because you know the election results was kind of very surprising to a lot of people in america were you less surprised because you was actually out there meeting and talking to different people? Were you kind of less shocked at the the results? No, I was actually more surprised. Um, <laughs> I like the America I've seen in the last three months on TV was not the America I saw out on the road. And everyone I was talking to, even you know, big big uh, conservatives, were anti-Trump. So I don't, I don't really? know. Wow. Yeah, like I. And again, it was primaries, and I think a lot of people didn't think he would he would be nominated at that point. Um, so I don't know what happened. Um, I guess just party loyalty in between the primaries um, and the election, but clearly things changed for those people. Um, 
But I think that's what surprised me is everyone I talked to was like, oh, I would never vote for him. I would never vote for him. Um, we hate Hillary, but we'll never vote for Trump. And so I was really confident um, that Tuesday and, and that Wednesday was a, a dark, <laughs> quiet day. <laughs> and, and honestly, I, I didn't know how to react because I felt like, it, I felt that it was, it, in my mind, I was like, now people kind of know better. But I, but I guess <laughs> I learned that you can't totally, totally trust people. You never know what people are really thinking. You never know how people are really feeling. And when they get into that ballot box, because no one knows who they're really voting for, you never know who gonna who they're going to check off. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, um, I did an episode on Morgantown, West Virginia, which is this little coal mining town in northern West Virginia that has actually the highest concentration of drag queens in a town in America. <laughs> in like West Virginia? Yes, yeah. It's So the biggest bar in town is a gay club, and everyone hangs out there. Um, in fact, that's why I did the episode. We were there one night. And <laughs> we're like, when else are we going to get to go to a gay club in West Virginia? We should go. And there were probably 400 people there in this town of 20,000. And uh, it's just really celebrated there. So I wanted to kind of do this episode showing that, you know, West Virginia isn't the scary place that we are all. Uh, I would think that would be the last place where they would have a, a, gay, a large gay bar. That would be the last place I would think. Oh, yeah. And they were super accepting. I remember talking to this, like, 60-year-old woman asking if she was a lesbian. And she goes... No, I'm just here because, you know, everyone here has fun. And, you know, in West Virginia, it's West Virginians before everyone else. And I was like, oh, I like that. Wow. So I did this whole episode and I talked to this woman who they call her the Rosa Parks of the of the Muslim mosque because she uh, stood up um, against all the kind of like anti women laws of the of the Muslim faith. OK. And, you know, decided she wasn't going to stand in the back of the mosque and that she was going to eat with the men and share conversations with the men and kind of created this big uproar. Long story short, she's this huge LGBT advocate. She's a huge feminist. She's Muslim herself. And she voted for Donald Trump, um, which shocked me. And so I had a conversation with her about it. And she was saying, you know, look, like I all the same things that scare you scare me. But at the end of the day, like. I'm struggling to put food on the table and I'm struggling to keep my kid insured. And like the system that we were living in was not working for me. And at the end of the day, like I have to take care of me because if I'm dead and my kid's dead and I can't support my kid, then, then the rest of it doesn't matter. And it's true. You know, while I, I agree in some respects, <laughs> I've, I've learned, you know, like, for some pe some people don't have the luxury to think um, macro or holistically about sure. politics. They have to just think about how can I make it to tomorrow. So yeah. I think that has taught me to be a little more open to other people's voting. <laughs> but even but that's what makes it more interesting for me because even with that theory, right? Yeah, that theory where you know I'm poor, I'm struggling, which is a lot of America you're poor you're struggling why would you think this person will be <laughs> the best suited to that just that's that's it to me that's the only the thing i can't think of why would you think this person would be best suited to help you economically someone who's never who has a track record of not caring about the poor that's 
Yeah, like I said, I empathize. I don't always understand. <laughs> and I don't know. And I don't think I'll ever understand that. But <laughs> Yeah. Because I've been, I've been hearing a lot of the same thing. And, and uh, people I've been talking to, they're minority. And they're just saying, oh, you know, uh, these people. And, and it's, it, they're, they're right. They're totally right how um, there's, there's a large... Well, not even a large, but there's a small group of people who are running the country and it, their interests are being put forward before others. Very true, but it's just that I don't think this is this is the direction we should go. I just don't think that this is the person that will lead us against that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and, uh, you know, hopefully they don't learn the hard way. Hopefully. That's, uh... that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> But um, well, of course, we're recording this the day before uh, <laughs> President <laughs> Trump is inaugurated, which a lot of people are, are sad and they're depressed. But I, I'm very, I, I don't know what's gonna happen over the next four years, but I'm very excited to hear this this speech. I know it's gonna be one of the craziest in my mind. I just think it's gonna be one of the craziest <laughs> um, inauguration speeches in American history, and I just, I just want to see it. It's like uh, watching a car accident, but I just want to see it. Yeah, I just want it to be over because I think until it's over, I still have like an iota of hope that <laughs> something's going to nah. happen. <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's, it's here. That, it's here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I need the hope to go away. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really crazy. It's, it's frightening. But... Um, I also I'm optimistic. I always believe that things just seem to work out, even though it just looks very shady and, and shaky. Things just seem to work out, and I think everything's gonna be all right. But it's just it's very very surprising. I was <laughs> I was watching the results, and I and I seen he had the lead, but I'm like he's got the lead now. But by the end of the night, Hillary's gonna kill him. Hillary's gonna kill him. <laughs> and, it never came. The lead just stayed. It, she never came back. Yeah, I remember whispering to a friend at the beginning of the night because we had a big party that, um, you know, I hope it's not a total landslide because I want the suspense to go on for a little bit. And <laughs> that's a statement that I've regretted for a lot, oh, a long right. time. <laughs> so, but, you know, like that's the whole thing. Like, I, you know, in this podcast, you know, I, I explore just crazy shit that happens in small towns and how kind of it brings the community together. And I, I think, I hope that that's what's about to happen to America that, you know, just, you know, I don't, I, I am not optimistic for what his administration is going to do, but I am optimistic for how, um, how it may actually bring the country together. Like, yeah. I, you know, not for him, but against him. <laughs> that's true. That's definitely true. So, which I think, this is my suggestion just because, you know, I'm from the outside looking in it and I'm interested in the content that you're creating. Next year, you should get back in the RV and talk to people in a post-Trump uh, post, uh, uh, America just to see how things are going, see how people feel. I think that yeah. Was- I'm actually I'm working on uh, the third season right now as we speak. It's going to uh, launch on February 28th. And. I'm interviewing people over phone um, and I, we are touching on that because there are a lot of small towns and I, it's been interesting to hear, you know, talk to people who were really pro Trump and as 
as the ball has started to roll, uh, <laughs> they have, have realized that maybe they made some errors. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it is interesting, and I think this season you'll you'll get to hear. You know, I don't want to make it about Trump because I I think the great thing about this podcast is it's a safe place right now where yeah. it, it doesn't like there are a lot of safe places and it's a, a place to celebrate America. So yeah. I don't I don't want to give him too much power, but I, I we will touch but on. But he's the president. You can't. You can't have... <laughs> Not an escapism. He doesn't get to have a place there. <laughs> I, I definitely understand, but and even a lot of people. Um, I'm, I don't have a lot of friends that, that supported him, but some of the people in my life that did support him. That that Wednesday after he won, day was very celebratory, but over these last couple of weeks and things like you said, things have been coming out and more information has been coming out. It's been very very quiet lately. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah. noticed the same. The people who were, were posting on Facebook seem to have turned their computers yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, and and it's scary because this is our country also. So you don't want to have you don't want to have to be in a position to say I told you so while things is just hitting the fan. Yeah, you know my number one rule in life is to never say I told you so. So I think I'm gonna have to learn um, <laughs> to, to practice that very hard over the next four years. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, what is something um, that you assumed about America besides you know, being afraid of conservative? What's something you assumed about America that you you noticed isn't true um, throughout your travels? I think the biggest thing um, is arts and culture. Um, you know, I, I felt like small towns had nothing to offer in terms of arts and culture. And I, I, I think it's an easy mistake to make, but it actually it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I think when you're a big city, it's easier to, to have lots of things to do. Um, and so pe it, people become a little lazy. Um, and when you're in a small town and you're struggling for an economy and you're struggling to create a, a place for people, a safe place or an interesting place, you try a lot harder. And uh, there were some there were some small towns we went to that really were trying to make a name for themselves by creating interesting events and interesting art spaces and uh, really trying to uh, not even just um, like integrate into culture, but create culture. And okay. that was really cool. Um, on the flip side, I will say it was sadly um, lacking diversity in the way that I assumed it would. Um, really? Which, yeah, yeah, which is a real bummer. Like some of our favorite cities or towns we went to, my only complaint was that it was, you know, 95% white and 99% straight. Um, again, like tolerant or not even tolerant, accepting. Um, but I, you know, that's a bummer. But you know, I love I love that they do have culture, and I I love that they are, maybe not progressive, but open to new ideas. And okay. that that was a a nice um, it was a nice surprise. Yeah, but also I don't know maybe it, this whole Trump thing kind of shook me up. Do you think that they were pretending to be t more uh, tolerant and accepting of you because you're there, or do you really feel that they felt this way? 
That is something I've, I've struggled with a, a lot, actually. Like, um, are they being nice to me because, you know, I am more than just a gay guy or are they being nice to me because that's just the polite thing to do? Um, yeah. And at the end of the day, like, I don't know the answer. So I'm going to I'm going to err on the side of hopefulness and hope that they were being nice to me because I'm more than just a gay guy or because being gay isn't that scary to them. Um, sure. And, you know. I will never know unless they're listening to this and remember me and get a hold of me and tell me that no, they hate hate me because I'm gay. But <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 honestly, you if you get that email, you can't be that upset. That would be a bold email, so you can't oh, be that for upset. Sure. And you know, it'll be something that I'll laugh at for a few years. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Josh, I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, can you, before we go, please let people know how they can reach out to you? Yeah, so uh, my podcast is Our Americana, and the third season is debuting on the 28th, but there's, um, I think, 12 other episodes that you could and should listen to. And uh, it's on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podomatic, basically anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Um, and my new thing is I'm uh, in 2017, I'm, I've started kind of a podcast network, which is a scary thing to say. Um, okay. But I'm, I'm producing four new podcasts this year, um, and I you know, have various roles across all four of them. Um, and you can learn about all of those and more about our Americana at our-americana.com. Okay, great, great. Thank you again, Josh. Have a good night. Yeah, thanks, Jay. You too. All right. There you have it. That's my interview with Josh from our Americana podcast. I told you guys, cool interview, cool perspective on the country and you know the, the way things are going and the state of uh, the moral, the morality of the of the country. Um, I think people are starting to become more open minded. I think people are frustrated with things, but I have faith in in the way. In the outcome, I have faith in uh, that things are always going to work out in our country. It's a great country and definitely was good sharing thoughts and perspective with Josh, being that he's been traveling the length and the breadth of the country and talking to everyday people. And um, a lot of fun. It's actually something I wouldn't mind trying to do maybe next year. <laughs> That'll be the, the theme of the I Hate Average podcast. Maybe I'll, I'll go and... and speak to people around the country because I think it's very very good to ha speak to people who don't have the same view on the world as you have like me I live in New York and I live in, in a you know in a tall building but there's people who live in trailers there's people who who their neighbors live miles away you know it's, it's different ways to view America one the way I view America is way different than someone from Idaho would view America so just speaking to them uh, to me it would be interesting because I, I'm sure there's no way we could have the same perspective so anyway it was good to talking to Josh thank you guys for checking out this episode and I'll talk to you guys next week as always check out all of my social media I hate average podcast on instagram i hate average j on twitter and snapchat definitely checking out check out the facebook page i hate average podcast doing a lot of things 
Um, I told you YouTube, check it out. I'm doing a daily vlog for the year, just showing my progress, both uh, in my personal life, uh, my day job, and also some ideas that I have for the podcast. So definitely check that out on YouTube. And the YouTube channel is Average J Media. Or you could just type in I Hate Average Podcast and you'll see it pop up. So thank you guys for checking me out. Talk to you guys later.